scheduled episode of Celebrity Street Fight with Mario Lopez will not be seen this evening, so that we may bring you the 90th Annual Awards of the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences. It's the 90th Annual Academy Awards, beaming to you live in stunning black and white from the historic Dolby Theater, just a hop and a skip away from Hooters, where all the savvy stars mingle and mix. And here we go as they begin to arrive. It's a veritable Hollywood who's who. There's the jubilant Emma Stone. Last year, Emma won the Oscar for Best Actress. Will she do it again tonight? No. And wow, the stunning Lupita Nyong'o. She was born in Mexico and raised in Kenya. Let the tweet storm from the president's toilet begin. Da, 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 da. You sound insane. You like that? <laughs> yeah. The whole world got crazy. It's showtime. Well, it was a night of activism, American treasures, and amphibians on the 90th Annual Academy Awards. And it's a tradition unlike any other for the Mad About Movies podcast to break it all down. Yes, it's the 7th Annual, something like that. I don't know. Mad About Movies. 15. Just make it a big number. Just say, no one knows. Just 49th, say this is I our, think. Our, yeah, actually yeah, it is. There, we go. there you go. 49th annual Bad About Movies Oscars postgame show. Yes, we made it. We're here. We did it. Finishing touches on 2017. And uh, we can finally move on. Move on with our <laughs> lives into this year of 2018. Because Very who knows? Just 10 weeks into 2018. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's this then. Who knows? Who knows? It start, started off on a great note with the Tide Pod thing. So we're on, <laughs> off on a good start. 2018 hitting the ground running <laughs> um but um oscars just ended about four minutes ago and uh here we are initial thoughts initial react um uh, we're gonna break it all down we're gonna go over all the all the winners we're gonna didn't catch the ceremony for some reason we're gonna tell you who won go over the nominees and everything and who we thought should have won and if the right person won all that stuff um but we like to start this out general thoughts on ceremony the host the cameos Maybe the commercials, the product placements, things like that, that uh, occur during every Oscars um, broadcast, telecast. And uh, we should start things off, I think, tonight with Richard Arby Barden. Oh, go really? ahead. Okay. Yeah. yeah, man. What mm-hmm. did you think? Good old Jimmy Kimmel back at the helm. Yeah, uh, I thought I thought uh, I love Jimmy Kimmel. I thought he I thought he was better last year. Um, and and ran the show better and was funnier. I thought he was good this year. If he came back next year, I wouldn't be mad. Um, and still on the upper, but I thought he was really, really great last year. And this year I thought he was very good. Um, but yeah, monologue was funny. Uh, really slow. First couple of hours though, of just kind of slog the, I don't know if it was Kimmel or, um, or the Oscars, you know, it's a, it's a kind of, uh, even number. It's the 90th Oscar. So, there's more of a mind for history than there are maybe other years, but it was just a lot of, you know, uh, classic actors and actresses. Um, and that's great, but they tend to kind of get off track and <laughs> talk for long periods of time and, and set the show very slow. Um, kind of, so, well, it seemed like a, I don't know. It seems like after last year with Warren Beatty, even though that wasn't Beatty's fault per se, but after that, it it seemed odd to double down on people that don't read prompters very efficient, <laughs> efficiently. And yeah, like, yeah. Um, it just kind of ran, it ran slow, but uh, it was funny. The, um, you know, the, the jet ski bit was like the best possible version of Neil Patrick Harris's uh, magic trick bit that he did a few years ago, like a kind of a through line through the show. So, and, and that's funny. Um, and it was, a, it was a funny, funny gag. Uh, but it didn't work. Everyone still, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Uh, everyone still had, had long, long speeches, but it was funny when they'd reference it and stuff, but yeah, I thought he was, I thought he was, I thought he was solid and the show was, was good. And it it was a very, you know, for such a, um, triumphant year for, for women and minorities in a lot of ways. Um, and kind of a very different feeling year and different looking year in film. Um, <laughs> this chalk still won for the most part, right? Like all the stuff that normally wins won. Um, so, uh, so it wasn't really like a surprising night, but it was, it was an enjoyable yeah. night. I, I found we had, I had a large group over here, so we watched it and it seemed like everyone kind of dug it. So yeah. What about you, Brian? 
Yeah, I thought Kimmel was was uh, was solid. Uh, I'm with you. He had. I feel like he had more to do last year. Than I this feel like year. he had. Just, he could take more of a chance last year. This year, he probably felt a little bit of a responsibility to kind well, of keep it, it, it one hundred. Yes, it's not you a know? fun year to host. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, like it's just this has been such a uh, tumultuous last you know few months, and it's it's not ideal. You almost would rather uh, Richard and I talked about this. I think on the newsletter last month but it was it might be more fun to host like the globes or like the independent spirit awards or something like that this year because you can really dig in on weinstein and spacey and and all that and kind of just break the ice with that sort of line of humor you can't do that at the oscars so it, it felt like he was a little bit walking on eggshells and then uh richard you're right like i don't know i don't know why we needed to uh i don't know why we need to bring out all the old to present like every award and talk about it, it just when it's it i don't know it always comes across and every year is like this and they do different bits and and some of them work a little better than others but it always comes across as disingenuous of like hey we gotta we gotta keep these acceptance speeches to like 45 seconds maybe a minute if you're you're really good um but uh we got 17 minutes yeah. for jane fonda to talk about weird stuff like it just it, it doesn't it never plays well to me uh, and it definitely added to the, the the feeling of like this will never end. Like it just, I mean, the show was about four hours long, and it it felt much much longer to me this year. And doesn't always it's not always that way. I, I thought last year kind of ticked along pretty well. I have no idea what the um, the actual runtime was last year, but it moved. And this year, I think that bit of <laughs> of going into the movie theater completely killed whatever momentum the yeah, show failed, took yeah. my dog out. Yeah, oh. this is I'm I'm. And again, everyone's going to send me tweets for like recommending uh, ways to um, to to not miss things. But again, I took my dog out. The spider sense went off. I was like, all needs to go potty. And I missed the whole movie theater bit. And I'm yeah. I'm I'm saying going analog for me. I'm I'm doing pretty well for myself. So just like <laughs> I missed the uh, milk scene in The Last Jedi, I'm uh, I'm I, I feel like the app should consult me, not me consult the app. <laughs> Yeah, but that bit that bit was not funny, and it, you could tell even that Kimmel knew. Oh, this is not going well. But they were they were in. It was you know, a they were hot at that point. In so their defense, kind of, it, it was a well. it was it could have worked. It was just from the live, like just trying to do it all live and trying to broadcast it all live, and him right. do play by play of the whole thing, and then <laughs> yeah. being in a dark theater, and it just didn't work in a live. You're setting. To, it was a good idea. Right. And, and the people that were doing it are not yes. like jaw dropping. Like you're like, oh cool, Army Hammer is in here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm so excited. You know, that's different if it's a year where it's like, you know, Tom Hanks and Tom Cruise and right. and, and you know Clooney and everybody. Yeah. Clooney yeah. comes yeah. in and and you know Jennifer Lawrence and all that. Like that's probably more exciting of a bit. Right. But when right. it's yeah. How many Not people like, <laughs> like the A minus team comes in? Yeah. It's, it's a yeah. big difference. How many people saw thing. Man from Uncle? Four. Okay, great. Well, I was half of the that guy yeah. in the movie. Yeah. yeah, that's a big difference from like la they're trying to recapture the the magic of last year where they brought that tour group into the theater and Ryan Gosling is like shaking everybody's that hand and stuff. Great. Like that's yeah. that's a far cry just in terms of star power and right. and it just didn't it didn't play the way I think it just did not go the way that they thought that it was gonna go, you know. No. I thought Absolutely. I thought Jimmy Kimmel had I mean He's a professional comedian, so I, I mean, he had some good reactionary jokes, you know, some things that happen yeah. during the show that you can't really predict. And I thought he did did a good job with that, as always. I thought his monologue was was funny. Uh, they had a little, they had a funny bit, of course, uh, playing back to the old, I guess, what it would have been like ninety years ago for the intro of the Oscars. I thought that was a funny thing at the beginning, and he ended up doing the voiceover for that. It was a cool reveal, kind of a what Billy Crystal used to do for his intros, um, playing off that. I really liked. The production, aside from the 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 old Hollywood fair uh, presenting the awards, I really liked uh, the intros to the bigger awards, the acting awards, and the mm -hmm. uh, best picture. The stage they, looked fabulous. The stage looked great with all the screens and the big diamond uh, arc over the stage. I love that. Um, I really liked the intros with the clips of the old movies. I I that's my favorite part about. The Oscars is when they show those montages, and it usually it usually only comes in the in memoriam section uh, or the best picture section. But they did it more this year, where they showed you know best supporting actor. They had other best supporting actor performances lead up to it. I liked that a lot. 
and it gives a frame of reference and it, it really shows people at home and maybe people, you know, kids out there watching some of the history of Hollywood and some of the movies that they need to know and things like that. I thought they did that very well this year and in, in, in paying homage and uh, tribute to the, the old classic movies. And I could, they could have done that and not brought out any of the old people and I would have been fine. You know, there would mm-hmm. have been enough tribute sure. for me, but the doubling down on the bringing them out and having them try to read the prompter and, Oh, by the way, does anyone know if, if, if Rita was wearing the same dress that she did in the 60s? Because I don't know. I couldn't, I couldn't <laughs> tell. I, I just, I don't know. I, I think it was, it was, that was for the olds. That was, those, were, those people were, uh, that's yeah. not for ours. But uh, I thought overall it was a, an appropriate ceremony. Where given the circumstances of what's going on right now, uh, given mm-hmm. the circumstances of uh, what kinds of movies were out there. It wasn't a huge year for these movies. Um, I hate to say that, but uh, it, it it didn't feel like a year where you've got, you know, a spotlight or a year where you've got Birdman or a year where you've got Boyhood or it just didn't seem, it didn't seem like uh, The Shape of Water or Lady Bird or those movies really were mass audience type movies. The, the mass audience type movies for me were, you know, du- the Dunkirks and the Get Outs. Um, but uh, you know, the, the night ended up going a different way. Um, where do you mm-hmm. want to start? Yeah. Do you want to start with the big award, the, the, the granddaddy, or do you want to lead up to that? Because I feel like that'll come up in the course of the conversation, so we might want to just yeah, get, a, get that over that. with. Yeah. Um, yeah. Man, just over the course of the past, I don't know, since the nominations came out or something, I've just been racking my brain trying to figure out what I think's going to win, what I want to win, weighing all my options on what I want history to say about what this year was in movies and man just the more I've, I've thought about it the more i've gone back and watched it and watched the other nominees man i really truly 100 percent in my heart of hearts think that get out was the, the best picture and i, yeah, I think it's here. i think it's monumental i think people are going to be watching that movie in 20 years 30 years there'll be screenings of it you know yearly um i think it means more than any movie this year and i love Loved all the movies that were nominated uh, for Best yeah. Picture. Um, not to say that they're not good, but I just think, given what the the circumstances are, and you know, exactly of, of today's society, and not to mention being a creative and original movie, uh, man, Get Out just it stuck with me long. I mean, we saw that movie a year ago, literally twelve months ago, and we're still talking mm-hmm. about it. So, um, it. Maybe the overarching thought of the night before we, uh, you know, get into the awards was, um, to me, Get Out should have won Best Picture, and that's yeah. really the the storyline. Um, to to a lot of people, and to you know that that uh, Shape of Water was the favorite, um, and it winning is no surprise to me. It's kind of a surprise. I think uh, I think everyone would have been maybe happier uh, if uh, if Get Out or Dunkirk would have won this year, um, mm-hmm. given just. Uh, just where we are. What are your What are your guys' thoughts on that, um, Brian? Richard, any thoughts on Best Picture? Are you upset about upset by it? Surprised? Yeah, I mean, I I'm uh, you know, <laughs> uh, get it, go, go for it, do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know you. I know we know your feelings about Del Toro. Yeah, I'm happy. I like I, again. I'm, I'm happy. I mean, I'm, I'm super happy for Guillermo. Love that. Guy. Me too. Like I'm happy he won. I do yeah. love him, and I think he's a really original filmmaker. Um, I think this is maybe his worst movie to me. <laughs> like I didn't, it didn't really resonate with me at all. I mean, I, it is, there are some stuff that really works in it and there's a, it, it's kind of a beautiful story. Um, what it was representing and, and, and what it tells about, I mean, there's, I get why people like it and I, I felt during it, you know, you just feel a ton of empathy and sympathy during it and, and uh, it makes you really sad, and and it's effective in a long way. I just I don't think it's that good of a movie, um, and so it's just weird. I just I feel like that's one of the ones this happens, and this has been talked about a ton. It's kind of like if you do if you went to the Hall of Fame model, and you had to give the Oscars five years later for that year. So we would be right. doing these Oscars for this year of film in twenty twenty two or whatever, um, which is a I mean a lot of different people talk about this, but. I don't think there's a chance that Shape of Water wins. Yeah. You know, at, with the context of history, like, it's going to seem so really weird that everyone's going to be like, oh, yeah, get out one, right? And you're like, oh, actually. Um, mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So it is it is bizarre in that way. Not that it's a bad movie or anything, but it I mean, it's to me it's just perplexed. But uh but but like you said, Kent, we love Guillermo and, and if this lets him I I mean I love Pan's Labyrinth and and so if this affords him the opportunity to really make whatever he wants, I mean, he kind of has had that because he's made so many great films, but if you can really just go crazy now. I think it's going to, uh, yeah, it's going to lend him the opportunity to just relax and just make, have fun now. I think he's going to stop trying to reach for the goal of being an all-time great, and now that you win the award, you can just go back and make Pacific Rim movies, I think. You know, that I really, I was just so happy for him, man, and and he he, he had a great acceptance speech about, you know, growing up in mexican heritage and thinking it was never possible to be on that stage and it's just super inspiring and and the whole story is great beautiful beautiful film i think it, what it really what it really resonated with with the hollywood crowd is the production design and the the throwback mm-hmm. to the old yeah. old style and the old monster movies and it's a movie for hollywood really and it's gorgeous um in terms of offering something that the other movies don't in terms of a lead actress who's a mute, you know, and uh, it's just going about things in a different way. It definitely offered that. But I just think, I mean, how can Silence of the Lambs win Best Picture and Get Out doesn't? I just don't, is there, if you're setting the precedent, precedent that horror movies aren't, you know, those types of movies we don't recognize, then don't recognize them. I just don't see, especially with the, you know, the satire and everything going on. and. I just, again, maybe we should have a thing where, where this year we're, we're awarding the best picture from 2012, and you can only award best picture five years after the fact, and we, and that's mm-hmm. the only award you give out uh, retroactively every year. I, I would much prefer that, because hindsight really is. Um, but, I mean, you know, Annie Hall beat Star Wars, you know, and 2001 didn't win or wasn't even nominated, you know. Uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Alien, Back to the Future, those types of movies didn't win uh, Best Picture or anything like that. It doesn't mean it's not great. It doesn't mean it won't resonate. It doesn't mean it can't change the way movies are made, but it's just sad that the record books won't indicate uh, that it uh, that it indeed defined this year. But mm-hmm. man, it was a great year. Like I said, um, I thought it was strong. Every category was strong, and I want to go over all the nominees and uh, surprises along the way. So, Brian... Prepare the list yeah. of all the nominees okay. and winners, and Richard and I will interject with humorous comments. <laughs> all no right, problems. here we go. <laughs> let's go with, uh, let's start with some of the little technical awards. I'm going to skip over, like, live-action short film and stuff like that, because no one really, no one cares um, unless you're a person Well, nominated. okay, I guess I'll just go through these three pages uh, of my notebook and cross take, them. Take that, the silent child. Um, let's start with visual effects. Blade Runner 2049, or 2049, I think is what they were saying all night. Guardians of the Galaxy 2, Kong Skull Island, which is a really weird Oscar nominee. Star Wars The Last Jedi and War for the Planet of the Apes. And Blade Runner took home the prize for that. Any thoughts on that, on visual effect? Very cool. I thought it was going to be War for the Planet of the Apes. thought they were going to recognize that one for what it's done over the past, you know, for its trilogy. And um, surprise, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two is even nominated. That that's that's the weird one to me out of that group. And uh, man, that one surprised me. It really did. I did not think Blade Runner would get that uh, that award. I thought it would be more heavy on the uh, cinematography side, less on the visual effects side. But man, stunning film, and uh, glad to see Blade Runner get uh, at least recognized for that because it was not nominated for Best Picture, which is a travesty. When you when you can nominate. <laughs> 10 and you nominate nine and then one movie wins three oscars that wasn't nominated maybe we should have been nominated for best picture guys <laughs> maybe maybe you should have um so i yeah. was glad to see that yeah that was cool and it, and it set the table for cinematography later which we can go ahead and do that one now this was the one i was there were th- there were three or four categories coming into the night that i was most uh not necessarily excited about but like i'm keying in on these categories because i want to see one particular person win um, and this was, this was one of them for me. Cinematography, the nominees were Blade Runner 2049, Darkest Hour, which I don't understand how that got, but okay. Dunkirk, Mudbound, and The Shape of Water. And the winner in his 14th freaking try is Roger Deakins for Blade Runner yes. 2049. Finally. Gosh. Does, I, is it because he's, this is his 14th try? 
Or is well, this the truly the best work he's ever done? I think it could be both. I don't know how he didn't win for Skyfall. I think it was the Skyfall. best of yeah, yeah, same. But yeah. it was the best of this crop. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, it wasn't his best work, I don't think. Uh, but it was it wasn't i don't think it was a charity award ever ever 14 years right i think it was the best shot movie of these of these five i like i like i thought dunkirk was was uh was good too um but yes i would have voted if i was a an academy member but i'm not yet i would have voted for uh for blade runner 2049 yes that's the correct way uh so the yeah. other movies that he was nominated for uh, roger deakins has had quite the quite the career Brian alluded to uh the Shawshank redemption started it off in in 94 then he did Fargo, Kundun in 97, Oh Brother Where Art Thou, The Man Who Wasn't There, The Assassination of Jesse James by the Coward Robert Ford, which is maybe, really? his, that's, that might be his most well-shot movie. That's yeah, that's a really well-shot. With uh, American Treasure Sam Rockwell at the helm uh, there. No Country for Old Men, The Reader, True Grit, Skyfall, Prisoners, uh, Unbroken, Sicario, uh, and Blade Runner 2049. <laughs> So Crazy. Quite, the, quite the resume over the past 20 years or so for Mr. Deacons yeah. and congratulations and well-deserved. It's, it's yeah. just good that the, who's known quote unquote as the greatest cinematographer of our generation finally has an offer. It's just, just weird to see. Yeah. Ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. One for 14. Yeah. Yeah. And it, man, his acceptance speech was great too. Like he just handled it very cool and calm and, and it was, it was great. So it's nice that, like you said, the best cinematographer probably of all, all time now has an Oscar. So that was, that was nice. Good stuff. Um, let's see. Animated feature film was uh, The Boss Baby, which got my vote, obviously. Uh, Breadwinner, Coco, Ferdinand, <laughs> John Cena's Ferdinand, excuse me, and <laughs> Loving Vincent. You, the problem with Ferdinand is you couldn't see it. <laughs> couldn't see the, the titular character. It was, it was tough. And uh, Coco came away the winner. No, no surprise there. I think that was... Glad uh, to see, yeah, glad to see that. Thought maybe Loving Vincent could have been a Dark Horse winner. Um, really cool. <laughs> yeah, really, it's painted. Really, Gosh. yeah, it's like in Van Gogh style and seemed like a very Academy type pick uh, that would have mm. beaten a Pixar movie. I could have seen some uproar there. But um, yeah, Coco was, was brilliant. It was gorgeous and um, it won some other awards too, which yeah, I guess well, we can get to now. Um, yeah, let's jump over there because yeah. for original song we had we had a showdown. It was Mighty River from Mudbound, Mystery of Love from Call Me by Your Name, Remember Me from Coco, Stand Up for Something from Marshall, and This Is Me from The Greatest Showman. So it was a it was a fight to the death between Remember Me and This Is Me, and unfortunately, uh, at least for my, in my opinion, I think the right song came out on yeah, top. Yeah, I, I crossed my fingers for the Remember Me so we could. The greatest showman uh, aficionados can go. Uh, I don't know. I'm away for I'm a sure, while. <laughs> I'm sure my Facebook feed was yeah, so very my, angry. So my I did not can check. Calm down uh, for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I almost, yeah. almost called TSA on a guy that was listening to it on the airplane. I was like, this guy. I don't know if he should be trusted right now. Got to be on some kind of watch list. Maybe not the <laughs> exactly. worst watch list, but something. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Uh, um. You know what? This conversation needs to be had again. Where do we fall? I seem to change my mind every year on where we fall on these things being performed. Um, always depends on the year on which songs we like, right? This and year, they're always wrong, and they're the we're years always wrong. Where yeah. everyone, the years everyone performs are always the weakest years, and then the years where it's like stacked with four awesome songs, they're like, oh, we're not doing that this year. No performances. And you're like, really? Okay. Yep, exactly. And um, it just felt weird. I don't know, 15 minutes into the show to be doing a gospel choir song with Barry DJ Blige. That felt like a stop down to me. I, may, I, I think you need to do them all in one segment. You need to do them all and do a chorus from each song. And yeah, that's do a medley. It. Yeah, yeah, do a medley, totally. that's a chorus a from each song, Make and that's that it. Happen. And you do it. And then you present yeah. the award right after that. And then it, so yeah. You're not we spreading just it out. And, 14 minutes off the show. The run well, it's not only perfect. that. It's not mm-hmm. like Jimmy Kimmel's like, here to perform, remember me, is, you know, Lynn Manuel or whoever it was, and yeah, it's he has to intro somebody, and then that person comes up for and then gets applause, and then yeah. intros the song, oh, and then oh, they yeah. applause the <laughs> song, and then it's just like get on with it already. I just think there's yeah. a way that they could do it better and still recognize those movies and not have it four hours. There really yeah. needs to no, be a I talk agree. about the four hours thing, man. I'm I'm just 
Short well, docu- it, documentary it, it, short yes. subject should not be televised. I'm sorry. I I like that. <laughs> I I I'm a documentarian. I that's what I do, and I don't care. <laughs> you know, like, don't put that on TV. No one cares, and it's a waste of time. Um, just tell us who won, print it in Variety or whatever, and we'll be fine. I'm sure. Yeah. No, I could go with that, and definitely not five. There's usually this list this year. You could have taken out. Um, you could have taken out two pretty easily, and it, at the very least, and just been like, "All right, we had three. These are the real <laughs> candidates to win this award." At the very least, can we do that? So, anyway, I'm glad Remember Me won, and I'm glad that yeah. I don't have to think about this is me anymore or greatest. Am I? Hey, hot take here, maybe. I don't think this is me. Is that good? <gasps> I know. Ow, man! I know. I'm hang- I'm hanging up. I know. <laughs> A lot of people unsubscribed just now. <laughs> I did love La La Land, I'll admit. But yeah, our our VIP just, page just got completely shut down. Sorry. Everybody exited. It's tough. It, it's tough. Hey, if it was good, it would have won. That's all I got. <laughs> all right. Uh, uh, okay, I'm gonna go. <laughs> let's see. Uh, let's go. Documentary feature. Abacus. Small enough to jail. I I don't know what that's about, but I do not want to see it. It stresses me out. Just the title. Uh, faces and places. Icarus. Lost men in Aleppo. Last man, men in Aleppo, excuse me, for stuff, and Strong Island. I think and Abacus is, is actually about the Abacus, the, the oh, mathematical cool. instrument that <laughs> we, we, still, in, we yeah. still use on this show. Uh, we're all Abacus only on, on man. On man <laughs> right. but, uh, mm. Some people, it's like uh, calculators to me are just like MP3s, you know? It, the, <laughs> it's, an Abacus is like a warm, nice vinyl record. Like I can just, you know more clarity that way it's more efficient if you know how to use it it's more efficient yeah visual by the yeah. way did anybody notice that the official fabric of tonight was velvet um yeah a lot yeah. of guys Big rocking boy. the velvet tux tonight uh every other presenter was that uh by the way official fabric of the mad about movies vip satin. so mm-hmm. better if you're ever, Reads better if you ever join the vip make sure and have a lot of satin on hand all right yep. Uh, so Icarus, I was glad this one won because it's the uh-huh. only one I'd seen of all of them. Same. Same <laughs> I'd, uh, seen it on Netflix, and it was a quite compelling documentary about doping in the Olympics and Russia and all that. Uh, very, very well done and and well deserved. Yeah. Yep. Same here. Um, I'm looking for some of these others that are a little costume design. Uh, Beauty and the Beast, Darkest Hour, Phantom Thread, Shape of Water, and Victoria and Abdul. And uh, winner there was Phantom Thread, which uh, shouldn't be too much of a surprise since that's what the movie is ostensibly about, <laughs> is costume design. But yeah. that's the uh, winner. David Day-Lewis should have uh, been like a co, because he picked out all his clothes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, I really he, think he should. He, that would have been a cool way to get him his last Oscar without mm-hmm. screwing Oldman over, is it was like that guy and Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah. Maybe it's one of those things like where the Coens edit all their movies, but they have it under a fake name, you know? <laughs> That yeah. that was actually Daniel <laughs> yeah. Day Lewis's award, but Look, somebody else just yeah. Went Daniel Day Lewis accepted the the award tonight. He's just in in costume. He didn't. Yeah, he, he didn't was, know he, it. Was, he was methoding the whole time. He right? got that jet ski. So that's actually Good. his last role. Yeah. <laughs> man. The jet ski bit was good. Did we good? Did we talk? I yeah. thought that was pretty funny. That was that yeah. was a. That was a good through and through throughout the whole thing. Like that was a good way to tie it all together. Brian and I've been all in on jet ski humor for years. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Kenny Powers. <laughs> yeah, that's Chandler Parsons loved that bit. So it was good. Um, let's do grand for that. I can get you that for fourteen easy. easy. <laughs> let's uh, let's do let's do our annual. <laughs> what are this? What do these categories mean, Kent? Sound editing and sound mixing okay. were the exact same nominees for both categories. Baby Driver, Blade Runner twenty forty nine, Dunkirk, The Shape of Water. And Star Wars: The Last Jedi, both nominated, all nominated, excuse me, for both sound editing and sound mixing. Dunkirk won them both. I think we can make the case that they should just be the same award at this point. But please explain to us, because we do this every year for forty-nine years in a row, what's the difference between sound editing and sound mixing? Well, uh, it's actually a little bit embarrassing because Richard and I have been working behind the scenes with uh, the one and only Lin Manuel Miranda on a musical yep. about the difference between sound mixing and sound editing that we'll be rolling out in the next two or three years. So be on the lookout yeah, for that. It's going to go absolutely. full detail, full, full characterization and a lot of yep. good rhymes. Uh, so mm-hmm. uh, Richard's a better yeah. rapper than you would imagine. Uh, yeah. Actually. Yeah. So, but yeah. 
but extremely R-rated. It is. My, it's no yeah. kids allowed. It's got 18 and up, but it's... Actually, uh, 21 and up. Yeah. Really, really Strictly it's graphic, actually. Uh, <laughs> that's what critics are saying. Anyway. Um, so the different... This is actually a good year to explain this, because there was one movie in particular, uh, Brian, you're very familiar with it, uh, Baby Driver, that I can explain this uh, maybe easier than other years. So sound editing essentially is what sounds you hear. So if you hear the sound of, say, a window crashing, and you film that, but you filmed it on a soundstage, or you filmed it in an environment where you've got a guy yelling action over the thing, and you don't have this, you know, the sound that you want, you're going to, of course, insert the sound that you want, correct? Um, So that is actually the edit. Determining what you hear, editing it actually into the shot, the timing, everything like that. So then once those sounds are chosen and laid into uh, basically track by track into a timeline, they're sent off into a mixer. So for a movie like Baby Driver, uh, there's scenes within the movie where Baby's having the meeting with uh, with Kevin Spacey and with Jamie Foxx, and they're you know plotting out the bank robbery, right? Um, Baby's listening to music in his earphones. You hear the music in the theater, uh, full surround sound in the theater. Baby takes out his right earphone in the theater you don't hear the music anymore in the right ear that's the sound mix so determining where the music or where the sounds appear in the theater or within the sound spectrum is the mix of the of the two so in this case dunkirk ended up winning both categories i thought dunkirk was going to win sound editing and baby driver would win sound mixing Mm, because to me the mix made the biggest difference in baby driver rather than the edit i mean the edit I mean, a lot of it was edited to the music. I don't know if Hollywood scoffs at that. If the editor scoffs at that, there's where it's like, oh, he just edited it to the music. Big deal. Big whoop, you know? Uh, or because I, I really thought the mix accented the story in a, in a compelling way. Not to say it didn't, mm-hmm. it, it didn't sure. in, um, in Dunkirk, but I mean, literally in the front page of Edgar Wright's screenplay, it says, the sound mix is the most important aspect of this movie. Like it was, you know, the movie was based around that element of it. So disappointing in that, in that aspect of things. But uh, I hope that this year gives you a little clearer indication of what that uh, category means for those categories. Sure. sure. I would say again, though, just, just make it go back to having it be one, one category, Best just sound. put all their names on there. Best sound. <laughs> and uh and yeah. we, that it's just i don't know it just feels weird when especially when i don't know i should have looked up the history before we got on on the air but it seems like the same movie wins every year so anyway so there's that uh and that's our annual tradition and we've met our quota we'll, we'll see you um, next year yeah <laughs> yeah exactly yeah i think we're with lin-manuel big... miranda as well <laughs> <laughs> uh, um i think we're into the big when you six. put in the sound and it needs fixing hey my man will that sound mixing it's like yeah, pretty exactly like, it is yeah. it's chopped and screwed the entire time and it's got actually t-pain is a, a guest on yeah, one of the tracks we're working on that so yeah, red red foo actually gonna make an appearance too so red foo and guys, t-pain are you guys you and foo are back you guys on? are back together yeah, we are we are me and ready uh, yep well, i'm glad you worked through all the yeah way to way to bury the hatchet there man yeah uh, gotta do what you yeah. gotta do for business you know Good. Been in my prayers. Okay. Um. All right. I think we'll do the big six now. So let's do screenplays. Adapted screenplay. Call me by your name. The disaster artist. Logan. Molly's game and Mudbound. Winner. Call me by your name. Got it's uh it's it's a lone win of the uh of the evening. Yeah. I don't know if that's too yeah. surprising. It wasn't yeah. a particularly strong category this year, in my opinion. Agree. I totally agree. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, I was, you know, would have been cool to see Logan. Yeah, exactly. I would have loved to have seen that. There was no way that was going to happen, but it would have been cool. And I thought that was one of the best speeches of the night. That yeah, uh, totally. I forgot his name, but the gentleman that wrote "Call Me by Your Name" had thanking the author and and all that. I thought that was really lovely. And and it is. It's a very, very, very well written film. It is, and I mean, it's a movie about you know coming of age and all that and i didn't know somebody that was 98 wrote that movie <laughs> yeah exactly. how do you relate to us it's very weird <laughs> yeah uh, no, but, did a great uh, job very good yeah totally yeah and that original Maybe. screenplay original screenplay this was a big one um hey and also i'll say I, I always think it's 
it's not necessarily an indicator of where the industry's at, but it's a good thing, certainly, I think, when original screenplay is a stronger field than adapted screenplay is. I think that says something Absolutely. about at least maybe there are some voices out there that are getting heard that may not have been heard, uh, you know, two years ago. So that's good. Uh, this year's class for original screenplay was The Big Sick, Get Out, Lady Bird, Shape of Water, and Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. And the winner was Jordan Peele for Get Out. Boom. Yeah. Good time. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. Yeah, it was great to see it definitely. And somebody tweeted this at us too. And I I agreed with them. Like that felt like uh, the the race for big picture or big picture for best picture and uh, director for for Get Out and Jordan Peele was over at that point. Like that just felt like a this is the award we're going to give you because you had a really good movie, but that it's your night is over. I don't know why, but to me, that, that that's how it how it struck me and it seemed like that was uh that way for for a lot of people so it was like i was super glad that he won it but at the same time i was like i think that kind of means we're we're done with with the, the get out experience uh moving forward for the rest of the night and that turned yeah. out to be to be very true but his speech was great uh the writing for that is great his movie's great i'm i'm i would have like and you guys are both right from the the outset of the show in five years, I think we look back at that and just be like, "How in the world did that not uh, did that not happen?" But uh, but a great field all around. Like that's I yeah that. that that is man. He should be proud, man. That is a strong strong category this year, and mm-hmm. yeah. and I like the big sick could have won. You know, like man, yeah. it was just yeah. To that. me, the Shape of Water is the worst script in yeah. that whole bunch by by a fair stretch. Those are those are really good really good entries. Yeah, but you didn't see. You know, you just saw the movie. You didn't see how the fish sex was described. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's just, in the yeah, scene it's directions. That's 30, that's 30 where the magic is. Remember, scene. Brian. I mean, common mistake, but you know, screenwriting is isn't all dialogue, my friend. Right. You know how you <laughs> describe other things. Scene setting, create. if you. Yeah. You will. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, factor that in, bro. Like, don't be Camera ignorant. Pans intro. intro. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, fish compartment opens. Uh, so we're moving on. Let's go to uh, uh, let's do director. Let's do that uh, because directing was Christopher Nolan for Dunkirk, Jordan Peele for Get Out, Greta Gerwig for Lady Bird, uh, PTA for Phantom Thread, and Guillermo del Toro for The Shape of Water. And our, our good friend Guillermo went home with the trophy. Yeah, he was man. Like I said, just super emotional. And he's yeah. like a big teddy bear, man. How could you not love the guy? You know, I, I agree that you can't agree with his artistic vision. It's not your thing, whatever. But just super happy that he's making original stuff and being recognized for it. And, and mm-hmm. that's all I can. I can't knock the guy for that. You know, um, that was another yeah. very strong category. When yeah, when Jordan Peele didn't win that, when Greta Gerwig didn't win that, didn't think they had a chance at, at best picture. Mark McDonough didn't win that. I didn't think three bo- three billboards did, but the with how three billboards did in the other categories i thought it still had a a little bit of a chance so after that award to me the the big award was between shape of water and and three billboards and Mm -hmm. um again i think this is a year where you could have recognized a different movie in every big category and nobody would have been upset this is not a a year where titanic needed to win everything or uh you know the artist or whatever this is a year where you uh, where get out can win best picture and three billboards can win best actor and Guillermo can win best director and greta can win best uh screenplay i think that everyone would have been fine with that kind of a result but uh it, it didn't it didn't go with it it didn't go that way but i i this is as diverse of a of a of a field as we've had I think with every movie just being kind of as strong as the the others, there wasn't one overarching. Yeah, yeah, there yeah. wasn't like Lawrence of Arabia was released this year, and it's just like, <laughs> oh my god, right. this is the best yeah, picture. You know, there it is. Everything was yeah. good. It's just it was just so hard to say this is the best movie. Um, in right. it's in, a lot in the masses perspective. Yeah, right. We talked about it when we did our end of the year review. Mm-hmm. Uh, what seems like six years ago, but was only I don't know six or seven weeks ago, but. This was probably not a year where you had a movie that's an that's a hundred on a scale of one to a hundred, you know, and certainly not a year where you had two or three or four. 
you you have a lot of films, five or six, maybe more, just depending on how you feel about a couple of these others that are like 95, 96 movies. And so that's that makes you feel that that leaves you with the impression that it's kind of a wide open race and that um, like what you're saying, Kent, that it'd be kind of cool if, you know, one movie came away with this prize and another one came, came away with this award and blah, 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 blah. Um, and that, and that, that didn't that didn't go completely that way, but it didn't feel like that this year was not a year where. Um, you just felt from the outset like this movie, whatever it is, is going to win every award and it's going to be kind of boring to watch. There was, you know, legitimate uh, excitement or opportunity for several uh, several movies to pick up some hardware throughout. And that's cool. I like I like those years better. It's it's great when we have like great, great movies, like all time iconic, epic, great movies that come out. But for this night, it's it's a lot more fun when there's four or five or six that really feel like they're in contention. It's, Agreed. I mean, that's what the NBA is going through right now. Like the NBA, yep. the Warriors are great, and maybe the Rockets are gonna be great. Who knows? But every other team really, I don't think, like barring injury, actually stands a chance, and that's kind of boring on on uh, on that level. You know, even at the in the midst of watching greatness, uh, and and so I I like this better. I think it was it was. That made the award part of this ceremony more more enjoyable. I think. Yep. Okay. 100%. Let's do uh, let's do the acting categories. Let's start with supporting. So, actor in a supporting role: Willem Dafoe for Florida Project, Woody Harrelson, Three Billboards, Richard Jenkins for Shape of Water, Christopher Plummer, All the Money in the World, and Sam Rockwell for Three Billboards. And Sam Rockwell, American Treasure, Sam Rockwell. By the way, there's like three American Treasures in this category, so pretty strong. Rockwell comes away with the win. And uh, couldn't couldn't be happy for him. one of my maybe top two or three actors for me personally, like one of one of my absolute favorites. And uh, and it was really cool seeing him uh, come away with the hardware. Really cool and great uh, recognizing the rest of the crew there, Francis and Woody and and everybody there, and uh, kick kind of kicked off the night on a good note. Everyone seems to love Sam Rockwell, so that's always a good thing. Yeah, that everyone's happy for him, and you like to see good people win and be recognized and i wonder how woody feels that francis and sam rockwell both won oscars for that movie and he's just like see to me i think he's like he's he's super happy for them but at the same time uh he i i I loved his performance i think i thought he was way better than sam rockwell i I love sam rockwell too but i thought woody was way better than i thought sam rockwell was a little bit overdone um and not believable and i found woody totally believable um and i'm on the whole, I mean, Sam Rockwell's filmography, well deserving. I have no issue with it, but uh, but yeah, just I would if it was just on this movie, and I never, I would have given that award to Woody every time. Yeah, I'm not that. I, I'm not there with completely with you. I understand that point. I think Rockwell was really good, and the character and the script called for a yeah, little bit. It was bit more flashy, over you know, but but that's fine. Like I can't best supporting actor is, and I've said this so many times. It is always the toughest category those five nominees if i was making my list out probably three of the five would not have made my list like there was 15 or 20 people that legitimately could say hey i had a really great supporting actor performance in a movie you know and and it is that way almost every every year so but anyway it was it was great seeing rockwell get it it's i like to see uh when he got the award at the globes i believe that room went bananas like everybody was so excited for him to uh pick up that win and that that to me was like okay he's definitely gonna end up winning the oscars because i've i've never seen a a room of actors that excited for another actor winning an award it was it was really cool so i think he he kind of personifies like the actor's actor mentality and and that sort of persona and that um i think is was a big pull so it was great to see it and it was a great speech too um actress in a supporting role and this one was like a two-man race a two-woman race excuse me which is interesting but uh mary j blige for mud mound uh allison janey american treasure for itania leslie manville phantom thread laurie metcalf lady bird and octavia spencer for shape of water and that came down to janey and and metcalf you just kind of for like our oscar contest that we did with our vips I think we I think we had like 55 entries and I believe 53 of them had either Janie Metcalf or Metcalf Janie at the one two. So I think that kind of showed 
what kind of race it was, and and uh, ultimately Alice and Janie came away with the win. Richard, what do you think about that? Because I know you were Team Metcalf. I was Team Metcalf, but I, you know, again, kind of like Rockwell, it's like I love Alice and Janie, and I'm I loved her performance too, and it was definitely this, in my opinion, the second best. Um, and it's it's, but it's showier and and all of that, and in a lot of years, I'd be all about 100% her winning. But I thought I did think Metcalf was was uh, more deserving this year, but but that doesn't that won't keep me up at night. You know, I'm fine with with sure. that win. I wonder what they'll rem- they'll remember more: the night they won an Oscar or the night they became American Treasures. I mean, <laughs> it was just a few years ago where Alice and Janie donned the uh, denim vest for the first time, and that American flag lining hit her skin, and she was never the same. That embroidered logo on the back and her name was. <laughs> Calligraphy. All right. <laughs> um, man, I'm so happy, so happy for for Allison Janney. She's, the best, she, she's just a, yeah. a, a treasure, and just somebody... great start to her speech too. That was that was a very funny. Even though, very yeah, though that I, was I, I did it all myself. Yeah, yeah I, I wish she just walked off at that point. <laughs> I did it all myself. Thank you very much. And won the jet ski and just dropped the mic. You know, <laughs> that would have been that would have been very American treasure alike. But. Uh, I mean, I was not a big fan of Itania, and uh, I, I can totally recognize her winning the award, so I think that does enough right there. So what about Best Actress? Best Actress in the best group of five uh, nominees that I can ever remember personally uh, was, uh, we. so we had, a, we had a showdown between Sally Hawkins from Shape of Water, who to me was by far the best part of that movie. She oh, was yeah. well, so... <laughs> uh, I'm gonna let that one go. Uh, she was just mesmerizing in that role. Frances McDormand for Three Billboards, Margot Robbie for I Tanya, Cersei Ronan for Lady. What did uh, what did Mulroney, What did Mulaney call her? Uh, Sour Shoes Ronan or something like that. Yeah. Uh, Meryl and Meryl Which Street. Kidly talented. <laughs> kidly Downey. Uh, and Meryl Streep for the Post. So you got Hawkins, McDormand, Robbie. Ronan and Streep. That is an unreal class of uh, of nominees, and uh, Frances McDormand comes away with the win, and she was ready to go, man. <laughs> that speech was like, oh, you knew when she when she stood up, you're like, oh goodness, here here it comes. She is she's bringing the thunder tonight, but uh, well deserved. Gosh, I was just I was so anticipating what she was gonna say and what she did when she put down the Oscar and. <laughs> had all the women who were nominated stand and said, this is for everybody, for all the women who fight every day to come to work and to win these awards. I thought that was really good. Uh, and it's f- so funny how, how much of a extrovert she is, you know, how, how she's just an outlandish personality. And she's married to, like, Joel Cohen, who's the <laughs> most, you would think, the most laid-back guy, or it's, he seems that way. Um, but. I mean, this is um, somebody that could win an award every year if she really wanted to. And I thought that performance was just as strong as as Margie. Um, and oh, yeah. just as deserving. And, man, it, Frances McDormand is a top three for me of all time. I mean, she's she's in the GOAT category of, of, of lady actresses. And uh, that's number two for her, so... Mm. She's gonna once she she only needs eighteen more nominations to match Meryl Streep, I think something <laughs> like that. So Meryl Streep so like twenty seven. Well on her way is yeah, what you're saying. Exactly yes. at this pace, she'll be right right around uh, one hundred and seventy five years old. She'll be uh, getting um yeah good for her and good to see her beat Meryl Streep again. <laughs> to say that. All like I said, all those all those women did incredible. They were all great. I would have liked to see she would have uh, like to seen yeah. Cersei uh, win. That would have been yeah. That would have been my vote maybe. But yeah, I'm telling you, like to me, most of these categories throughout, I just I there was very few spots where I was going to get real upset, uh, or you know even fake Twitter upset with any of the the wins because it just it I don't know that the year was strong and. The nominees, even like Shape of Water that I didn't really like is I understand why it's getting the love that it is and that it's, you know, it's fine. And so that was it made for the, the evening became like, a well, I mean, I'd really like to see this, but I'm not going to be upset if it's this minus, you know, one or two categories where 
I was very hard in my opinions of got to be this or I'm I'm writing. But one of those for me was was the the last acting category was actor in a leading role. Timothy Chalamet of Call Me by Your Name, Daniel Day Lewis for Phantom Thread, uh, Daniel Kaluuya of Get Out, Gary Oldman of Darkest Hour, and Denzel Washington for Roman J Israel Esquire, which I watched last night. Not bad. He was solid. It was I was a little yeah, grumpy. It's about a better movie than yeah yeah it was a lot, a lot better than I expected. Uh, but the winner. The greatest actor of his generation for my money, my pick anyway, and uh, and came away with uh, with the hardware is Gary Oldman for Darkest Hour. Finally. Boop, boop, boop. Yes. It seems like a night of long overdue awards, and we're just going to recognize. And, I mean, I can't complain about that fact. No, here's the deal. That movie, I think, and, and I had a couple people debate on Twitter of Daniel Day-Lewis versus Gary Oldman, and and we've probably had that debate on the show before, but Gary Oldman, I think it's harder to do what he does than what Daniel Day-Lewis does. I think it's a lot. I think if Gary Oldman put himself into a role for five years and just did that, um, I think you, I don't know, his uh, shooting percentage, if you want, would be much, much higher than it is. But instead, he does that movie, and he also does Batman, and he also does some really bad movies, but he's, I don't know, the ability to do the Oscar-y movie and the mass audience movie is, is, a, big, is a big deal to me. But, um, and I think that's part of what, what separates him from, uh, from Daniel Dealers, for, for my money. But that's, you know, that's, that's one and one A, I think, of, of their generation. But, well, Nick Swardston, too. <laughs> one of those three. Either Bucky Larson himself. Talk about method acting. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's still in it. Um, <laughs> worked out. No, for I, they're worked very out different for things. I mean, I think uh, the way you know, right? It's it's like he definitely on the quantity level, Oldman Oldman wins, and then but there you know there's something really crazy about like throwing yourself into something for sure. five years too, and the unique challenge of that too. But uh, but yeah, they're both they're both great. I mean, it's uh, it's 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 it, it was and it's a fabulous performance for him to win on. So um, yeah that's what's that's what's cool about it you know it, it while it's late in the game for him it wasn't like a career retrospective award you know it was definitely deserving for that for that uh, performance i think if you put almost anybody else in that role i'm not i'm not a fan of that movie as a whole at all i thought it was i just think joe wright is the most boring director uh ever and, and <laughs> just, i don't know he just his sensibilities just really are very dull to me but I think that movie is like a C or a C plus with almost anybody else in that role. And he elevates it to a minus or a, just by his sheer presence and his, his, you know, the talent that he brings to the table is just unreal. And I, I don't know. I just think, I think that he, I think that's worth to your point, Richard, I think that's worth uh, documenting or, or awarding. I'm just like, you, you've made something pretty impressive out of this. So I'm glad that he, he took it home. So. Can't, do you have any thoughts there? Yeah, no, no. Just echoing what you guys said, and uh, couldn't be couldn't be more appropriate. So, good deal, absolutely. All right, we're to the final the final category. We're moving right along. Yeah, uh, best picture: nine nominees. Call me by your name. Darkest hour. Dunkirk. Get out. Ladybird. Phantom Thread. The Post. Shape of Water. And three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. And the big winner is the monster sex in the shape of water. Yes. Mm. It just feels it's weird. They announced it like that, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was. Well, look, you can't, you can't control Warren. Yeah, but he, Warren is as unpredictable. Right. After last year. <laughs> what I mean, is Greg like, Oh, yeah. Man, that was terrifying. <laughs> um, I slept with a lot of, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> it, it just has the feeling right now. And, you know, time is the only thing that will tell. It has the feeling right now of a very crash, Brokeback Mountain or King's Speech social network kind of a thing with that and either three billboards or get out. I feel like those those two are the ones that should have won and Cape of Water was the trendy pick. It was the avatar of this year or, you know, one of the movies that kind of everybody... The fanboys wanted to win, but nobody thought really could because of the the genre. But it ended up doing that, and um, so that's that's how it kind of feels right now. Um, yeah, yeah. 
I love yeah. The Shape of Water. I think it was gorgeous. I gave it an A, you know? But it's just, I'm trying to summarize what this year meant in cinema. And I don't know if, if, mm-hmm. if lizard sex was it, but uh, that's it. <laughs> No, I mean, I, you yeah, know, it, no, no, I'm I know with what you. It, I know what it means. Me, I understand what it means. I don't want to get emails about, yeah, but it means yeah, so much true. about acceptance and love and it applies to today's society. I know that, but there were other movies that did it better this year. I mean, what can I say? Just this year. I mean, come yeah. on. I mean, so yeah. No, no, I'm with you. I think, uh, to offer, cause I, I agree. I would not have voted of the nine nominees. Shape of water probably would have been like number eight on my personal ballot but um to offer just the counter argument to that i guess like i don't i don't necessarily know that we ought to or certainly that we have to look at it through the lens of what what is going to be the movie in five years from this year you know what i mean like i think that it's i think that it's if you vote on this is the movie that uh was the best to me was the most affecting to me you know hit all the marks uh, accomplish what it was trying to accomplish, blah, 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 on down the list for you of the year, then I think that's totally fair to say, yeah, I'm a best movie of the year with Shape of Water. I So I I, I would tend to lean the other way of like, I want to say, I would like to find the, the balance of like, here's the movie that was A, the best movie of this year, and also B, will um, be the, mo- have the best chance to be like a, a, a well-thought-of, well-remembered movie a movie that people are still is going to still be kind of in the cultural zeitgeist um that's how i would like to vote but i don't know that obviously that, that a lot of people vote that way and, and i don't think that that's necessarily uh wrong unless we're sending out on the ballot like hey here's the specifications here's the guidelines for what we're looking for here then i i i don't i guess i don't hold it against anybody that was like man that movie was great i thought it was the best of the year and uh it really worked for me and that's that's what i'm what i'm gonna vote on man, but i, I do think I do think in five, ten years, uh, that doesn't look great compared to some of these other films. Even, even I think like Dunkirk uh, and Lady Bird, those three at least, if not three billboards as well, I think will all be remembered with a little more fondness and a, a little more relevance than, uh, than Shape of Water does for me. By the way, Academy Award winner Kobe Bryant. <laughs> slam dunk try it outplay the cobe son don't try it classic sprite commercial rap there um yeah that was weird especially in the me too world but we'll just brush over that right um you, you notice how he thanked his wife first right yeah <laughs> for sure <laughs> uh no that's that's uh that's an out of the box win that's um that's yeah. i mean i would have thought the first basketball player to win uh, for would be for acting. It would be either you know Ginobili or Dwayne Wade for all the flopping over the years. But um, <laughs> hey, oh, that's, that's a sports joke there. I like it. Um, yeah. no, it was that was uh, it was a weird kind of jarring thing to see Kobe Bryant on the Oscar stage winning that. But uh, but as a basketball and NBA junkie, that part that that part's uh, really cool. And that that's a cool little short. It's super pretentious, but it's it's a it's a neat little piece of culture so i don't know man can't you're i'm just saying like working in the sports world now you're no yeah i've seen that that's that's a really cool piece really really cool piece but your uh, odds your odds of now winning an oscar yeah have gone up quite a bit (laughs) exactly all i got to do is hire world-class animators and i'll be (laughs) well on my way it was um, pretty funny seeing him bump the director off the microphone like real fast. Like that director was ten seconds into his speech and he was like, All right, time for me to shine. This yeah. and I was like, and there's Kobe. That's the guy we all know and love. So, so that's pretty funny. Kobe Bryant. More more Oscars than uh, a lot of people, but the same amount of Oscars as Suicide Squad. So there you go. <laughs> okay. The barometer for all <laughs> how we measure all success in the movie world. Exactly. So there wasn't a, wasn't really a movie this year that won an award that was like, what? You know, it it seemed like a very appropriate year in terms of, I mean, the boss baby was nominated, stuff like that always happens. (laughs) Beauty and the Beast for costume design. Um, I could gloss over that, but overall I felt like everything was well represented. Everything that was nominated should have been everything that won probably should have won. You can always make an argument for best picture, but again, only time will tell. And 
I can't, I couldn't, I, I went into the night saying I can't be upset no matter what happens. And I still kind of feel that way. And um, I, I'm just upset there wasn't more big stuff that happened during the show, maybe. You know, no yeah. really viral yeah. moments or anything like that that really we'll, we'll, we'll be talking about for the next week or two. But, um, but other than that, I thought it was a, it went off without a hitch. And I think they're just breathing a sigh of relief that nothing hugely dramatic happened. So. Um, yeah, it was, a, it. it was either a really dumb or a really ballsy move to bring <laughs> to bring Beatty and, and Dunaway back. It's like, oh yeah, let's uh, yeah. let's just have a repeat of last year. It'll be fun. I get the want to give them sort of like a redemption moment, but I might have gone the exact opposite way of that. I don't know, but that's just me. Brian, what'd you think of Eddie Vedder? My man, uh, I, I thought this, the performance was really good, and it was nice and understated, and wasn't that's two years in a row that uh, that they I think have. Have, uh, have kind of nailed the in, in memoriam. The uh, Sarah Sarah Bareilles did last year. She was great. So she was great. Thought, he was great. Really and great. I thought for that beautiful theater, man, I thought the sound was really bad. I don't know if it was the if it yeah. was the monitors or what. Like I didn't think anyone singing sounded good except for okay. Eddie Vedder, who I thought sounded fantastic. Um, but there was a lot of kind of off key notes and stuff from from singers, both professional and not. So that was sure. but. But I, I told Brian Kent, you'll appreciate this as a guitar nerd. Rickenbacker is a tacky choice for a, even in black, it's like, that's a loud, for, for an immemorial, not a yeah, good guitar it is, choice. It is a flashy <laughs> guitar, not like yeah. a subtle thing you can Great guitar, <laughs> great guitar, love a Rickenbacker, John Lennon, man. But uh, but for uh, for announcing a bunch of dead people, I don't know. I've, I'm, I'm picky about guitars in certain moments, <laughs> and that, that, that set off my spidey sense. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 a good point. That's definitely a good yeah, point. I, I think that's by definition nitpick, but I'm I have you know uh, I can't be silent on this. <laughs> <laughs> I will not, and I cannot. Um, Go just so, a nice telecaster, something like that. Just just simple. <laughs> Last thing I want to mention is, um, you guys, did you guys see the trailer for Roseanne? You guys stoked? Dude, I'm all in, on <laughs> in on Roseanne. No, I mean it might be terrible. No. But... Oh, oh, I love Roseanne. Uh, I'm with you on this one, Kent. That's <sighs> I, 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 you, I loved yeah. Roseanne too. Loved Roseanne. I don't need it anymore. <laughs> I don't need them to come back. I don't need. I'm just 40 happy year to hear that saxophone siblings, play. I don't, I don't know. Just that laugh. But you know what? I am pumped for man is now confirmed after I've seen. Uh, is I'm I'm all I will be midnight release for Mary Poppins, man. That is yeah, that, that, that cool. looks awesome. Good one. Yeah, I was gonna say you're gonna be all in her. on the uh, this, this green lights the the dinosaurs reboot. I just can't <laughs> wait for that. Going to okay, ABC this fall. I'm the baby. Not the no, mama. you're not. You're 30 now. <laughs> four you're seasons. Right. Got four seasons. I'll reiterate <laughs> that every time we mention the show on the show. That's What's weirder, Oscar winner Suicide Squad or Four Seasons of Dynasty? <laughs> True. It doesn't really get good until season three, though. So, I mean, yeah, yeah it's really well, the well, arc. Once they have the twist, the kind of House of Cards twist where the dad kills himself, it, like, takes, <laughs> you know, it gets dark. It, and there's some That pages. show does have a really dark ending, though. I don't know if you guys remember. Like, it's, oh, that's joking. right. They, they get extinct, yeah. right? Yeah, they go extinct in the finale. So, pretty, uh pretty rough oh my god what was going on what drugs are happening you had just come off the coke binge you know and it's like yeah. the 80s everybody was so and then we're we're down we're down yeah, jim, we're, jim henson had just died it was a rough time <laughs> <laughs> they didn't know what we were doing with puppets all right um okay well that about wraps up our post game show for the oscars for this year um i'd like to thank everyone who listened i'd like to thank the sponsor of course, and thank you guys for staying up late with me tonight and recording this and you. getting all of our thoughts out on this year. Thanks for following us along the way. If you like what we do and you want to hear more, we do have episodes on a lot of the movies we talked about tonight, a lot of the Best Picture nominees, pretty much all the movies of 2017 if you're just joining us for the first time. And if you want to hear more, we do more episodes weekly on our VIP feed at madaboutmoviespodcast.com slash VIP. So check that out if you want to hear more from us. Um, but until next time, Brian, where can we find you online? 
You can find me on the Twitter at BGill12. You can find my writing at madaboutmoviespodcast.com and the Mad About Movies Podcast newsletter, which will be out next week. Richard, Boom. where can we find you? You can find me on all social media at Richard Barden. You can find me at the Mad About Movies Podcast uh, website and newsletter and all that good stuff as well. Uh, and check out any of my content on the vape life, um, dot org. <laughs> um, Kent, where can I find you? You can find me on Twitter at Kent Garrison, on Instagram, the Snapchat there too, and find us online at Mad About Movies on Twitter. Give us a follow and oh, uh, tell your friends. A... Yeah, do um, tell your friends. And so next week, I guess, officially kicks off 2018. And uh, until then, Black Panther didn't count. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, Annihilation. <laughs> see you next year. Um, we'll see you guys next time at the cinema. Goodbye. Goodbye. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling. Toss salad and scrambled eggs. And maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe. But I got you pegs. But I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again. Scrambled eggs all over my face. They're making me ya-ya. Your salads and scrambled eggs.